Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Secondhand high from this one right here. Amanda is definitely the highest, but I also made a game time decision before walking on stage. Okay, well, I took one gummy in the cab on the way here and then flipped a coin backstage to see if I should take another one right before coming out. It was heads. The coin said yes. So. We're just in time for my case. I'm going to be on the moon. <laughs> yeah, just in time for your case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Ooh. Denver. <laughs> oh, is, is that where we are? That's where oh. we're at. This is oh. not Cleveland. Oh. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> Cleveland was a quiet town. Yeah. Oh, somebody is booing Cleveland. <laughs> Boo Cleveland. I mean, same. Boo. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, should we fucking do this? Yo. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. How many daddies do we have in the audience? Uh, tight, tight, nice. tight, 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 tight. tight. <laughs> Turns out the 69. whole crew are a bunch of daddies, too. <laughs> All right. You are listening to Wine and Crime. The podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah. Hello. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> what? Oh, Daddy is thirsty. thirsty. Mm. Oh my god, oh. this thrills me. Well, hold on to those. All hold right. Those. So our Denver, you crazy? <laughs> People are yelling, but I can't see shit. Yeah, I can't see anything. <laughs> you are all a figment of our imaginations. Uh. Um, it's real. Our episode tonight. Wait, is, who are we? Oh, fucking oh. Christ. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I'm Kenyon. I'm, I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> She's not 100% sure about that, though. Amanda, you should just be like, and I'm the moneymaker. <laughs> I'm not giving you my bra. It's the only one I have. <laughs> so stop. <laughs> third love. <laughs> it literally is a third love bra. <laughs> oh yeah, we're too. I'm wearing a third love bra too, and you can oh. see it through my dress. Ooh, ooh, leather and lace. <sighs> All right, the gals are comfy tonight. Let's do this. Okay, our topic tonight. Oh fuck, I got dry mouth. 
There's water oh, under your chair. Oh, perfect. It's like an Oprah move. I predicted what was to come and put water <laughs> under You gotta chair. stay hydrated in this altitude. Our topic tonight is. is actually a fan pick. But it fits so perfectly. You'll never guess what it is. Never. There are no clues. It is brought to you by Shoshana Toundro. Way to go, Shoshana. Are you here tonight, Way to go. Shoshana? Way to show up, Shoshana. Did Shoshana make it? I don't know. Possibly. Oh, right over there. Maybe. Hey, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> this one's for you, baby girl. And the topic is Mile High Crime. We're subtle. We're subtle here at Wine and Crime. And not as in fucking in an Emirates plane bathroom. As no. in marijuana. Marijuana. So. Oh shit, it's my turn. Should we, yeah. Yeah, it's okay, honey. I got this. Should we, we mix you. our substances and yep. get to the wine pairing? Yes, please. So hopefully almost everyone in the audience has a can of Infinite Monkey Theorem Rosé. Oh, thank God. Because that's what we're drinking. And fun fact for everyone who already knows this, but not the listeners at home, they make this wine right here in Denver. Oh my God. In a the local North pick. Art District. Wow. Yeah, in a warehouse. Pretty fun. So, you know, what better pick for being in the Mile High City than drinking some fucking wine you made 10 feet away from here? Yeah. Um, this rosé offers a beautiful salmon pink color. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Ooh, girl. Nice. The nose is full of floral and berry notes, which pulls through the palate. Strawberry with a hint of geranium and Basil. Ooh, basil. An herby little, little right. mistress. Just a spring mix of yes. a wine. It's a caprese salad. <laughs> a hint of acidity. It's fresh and bright and great for when you're hot and you know it. Yes. It also is 10.5% ABV, which is on the low end, but I'm on the high end, so that's <laughs> going to be just fine for me. Now, we have drank wine out of cans before, and we call this a crack. Mm -hmm. So, do you all know what to do when you hear the sound? I don't know if you do. You better prove it. Gotta be loud, y'all. Here we go. Don't ruin your manicure. I won't. Oh, nice crack. Cheers, Denver. Cheers. Right. I love that I was like, make sure we have cups on stage, please, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> and we're like, still drinking out of the out can. Of a fucking, you, next time, just be like, Amanda, you're an idiot. <laughs> the wine's in cans. Look at that color. Salmon pink. Yeah, I'm going to can it, too. All right. I vomited this exact color. Before. Seen it. Oh, we do not speak of that night. <laughs> no. All right, cheers, everybody. Cheers, Denver. And I don't think I've ever been 
quite so excited for Lucy's background right? in psych. Well, we haven't been to Salt Lake City yet. True. <laughs> we're going there tomorrow, and we're afraid. <laughs> if the three of us don't end up married to one man within 24 hours, then what the fuck did we go on tour for? <laughs> I spent like, six hours Is someone on volunteering as tribute right now from the audience? <laughs> no? Okay. Drive to Salt Lake. Wear special underwear. Ugh. Okay, so I just want to say before I start that I was like, oh, there's so many, like, laws about marijuana and, like, the history of marijuana, and it just sounded super fucking boring, so, so like, I didn't go that route. Nice. Good girl. I'm not here to learn. No. <laughs> We're here to giggle. We're here to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna fuck you up, Denver. So tonight we're talking about the most commonly considered. Oh, first slide. Ooh! God, she's gorgeous. That is a high-res photo, people. Gorgeous. Tonight we're talking about the most commonly consumed illegal drug in America. Federally recognized as illegal, but they suck. Fuck the feds. We'll get to it. <laughs> So as a throwback to my semen list that I yes. We're talking about cannabis, weed, pot, hashish, asparagus, green, dope, <laughs> grass, bud, alfalfa, tree, herb, ganja, dank, chronic, Nixon, <laughs> nuts, skunk, chicken, Mary Jane, Keith, hay, burrito, reefer, boo, blaze, Salsa, charge, <laughs> marijuana. All right. Okay. The I, salsa, though? I Two feel of like those were my personal code words for weed. Can you guess which one? Chicken. It was chicken and salsa. Yeah. <laughs> you left out Peter. Oh, Peter. The Peter. first joint I ever smoked, we named after our friend from high school, someone named Peter. You can... Cute, you can the cute one? The cute Peter? You smoked it. The one I'm thinking of? Yep. Yeah. Tell the audience, in particular, my mother, where we smoked it. In, in your <laughs> where Honda. Where's she at? In the front seat of your Honda. <laughs> we rolled down the window. Okay. No, you didn't roll down Sorry. the window. We opened the sunroof, and yeah. Amanda stood on the passenger seat and just smoked it, cruising down 101. Blasted it up. But we didn't settle. Finish, we didn't finish all of it, and Lucy was scared to bring it to her house, so I brought it to mine. I didn't smoke any of it. I wasn't smoking at that oh, time. Well, that was whatever. all you. I only smoked half of it. And then wanted the other half, smoked it up in my bedroom, out the window, was like, oh, mom, you're going to take a little walk. <laughs> she was like, uh, okay. And so I left, came back high as a kite, and she was like, oh my god, sit down, I gotta tell you about this Time article about space travel. <laughs> she knew. I think in she fucking she knew. totally knew, and she was trolling me. I had an 800 year conversation with my mother about that, about that article. About space, about space travel. travel. Amanda's like, I'm listening. 
1,200 slang terms related to marijuana, nerds. I know one. I know one. Chicken salsa. I know one because I got a minor for underage drinking, and instead of paying a huge fine when I was like 16, I opted to go to an outpatient rehab program with my mother. <laughs> And they like handed out a packet that had all these different names so that parents could recognize codes if drugs are in their house. <laughs> and one of the terms, I fucking kid you not, I will never forget this, was queeded. Quidditch? Which is basically queefed, but a D instead of that F. Queeded? Queeded. Like queef and weed. Correct. And it, it meant, quote, way too high off of half a bowl. <laughs> That is specific. I, yeah. Okay, whichever informants are like cluing in the cops about Wait, what these mean, they're having a real good laugh. Yeah, they're fucking with you. Queeted is not a thing. <laughs> so fetch, though. So fetch. Stop trying to make queeted happen. It's not going to happen. Police officer. <laughs> The slang expert that Time Magazine interviewed for this article is named Jonathan Green. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Snoop Thaniel Dog. Snoop Thaniel. <laughs> I assume Snoopathon. Snoop is short for Snoop Thaniel. That's that crazy. Most likely. <laughs> so the fact that it's illegal in most places, you lucky bastards. <laughs> is what necessitates the slang to begin with. Once the cops and your narc parents know what the fuck you're talking about, it's time to create a new term. Yep. <laughs> Salsa. Okay, so I literally Googled high child. I identify so hard with this baby. He just had too much allergy medication. I feel so sorry for him, but he <laughs> looks so it. fucked up. I love him. I feel it. I feel it. I love those viral videos of people who are like in the car after getting their wisdom teeth out and they're just like, oh my God, it's so good. The younger, the better. <laughs> so, quote. This is a quote from Mr. Green, unironically. The terminology doesn't really emphasize illegality. It's the illegality that created the need for the terminology. There it is. And he adds, the creation of such terms is not only, quote, seen as fighting the man, it's also simply fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dork. A big dork. Dork. <laughs> dork. Shut up, Dad. I think a big part of why I didn't start smoking weed until senior year of college. Until we landed <laughs> in Denver. Dork. Yeah. Somebody goes, what? Yeah. I was a real big square. Um, and <laughs> but I think a big part of it was because people who were into pot were like so extra about it. Like, it we all get smells the fucking weed. same. Like, I don't care about your dank blah, 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 or an ounce of na 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 na. I don't give a shit. Quick right? anecdote. I give a little bit of a shit. <laughs> Quick anecdote. My now husband went through quite an extensive 
phase of uh, marijuana appreciation. And I was like super not there. And one time we were like going out to dinner or going to meet some friends or whatever. And I was like, come on, it's time to go. And he had just gotten like some bag of something. And he's like, look at these nugs. They're like hairy and like purple and like smell them. They smell so good. And I was like, I don't care. We need to leave. (laughs) So he opens the bag and whispers into it, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) He literally did this. We won't be separated for long. I felt like the other woman. (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) Incredible. Oh my god. We knew where his priorities lie. Okay. (laughs) Also, there are way more than 1,200 slang terms for weed. People come up with a new one every time they ask their friend for a random item and then wink. Yeah. Got any tampons? Uh, Ours is buying shoes size. Mm. Size eight? Mm. eight. The cops yeah. definitely don't know that one. <laughs> they come in pairs. <laughs> okay. The term 420, which refers to April 20th, the what? day when people who smoke weed smoke weed, <laughs> carries carries many myths, so let's get some of them (laughs) cleared up. (laughs) You're amazing. (laughs) There's a fly up here, and that's why we're like, I know I didn't shower today, everybody calm down. (laughs) Literal flies are descending (laughs) on me right now. I love Denver, but it's full of fucking flies. What's with your fly problem, Denver? Just kidding. I don't know. I haven't noticed any more or less flies. Okay, continue. I'll love you like a fly, Amanda. Okay. 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 <laughs> Moving on. 420 does not refer to the California criminal code used to enforce laws against the use or distribution of marijuana. Actually, the state's 420 code applies to obstruct- obstructing entry on public land. Dude, like, my whole belief system is fucked. Uh. It's totally shattered. Damn. Okay. (laughs) Well, not to fuck you up even more, but (laughs) nor is 420 the police radio code for weed. Super troopers lied to me. San Francisco police do have a 420 radio code, but it's for juvenile disturbance. Uh, (laughs) Which is kind of the same thing. If if you have to smoke weed out in public, it's because you're a juvenile and you don't have your own abode. Yep. You don't have a house you can just smoke it in. (laughs) Get a house. You might have property, though. You 11-year-old. It also hasn't been confirmed by Bob Dylan to be linked to his song Rainy Day Women Number 12 and 35 and its infamous lyrics, Everybody must get some. <laughs> Nail it. Bob Dylan from Minnesota. Fun fact, I don't like Bob Dylan. No, not that it, I mean like, Sure, but I liked his earlier stuff before he started talking like this. <laughs> I don't get it. 
like a circus announcer. Yeah. I thought it was a joke the first time I heard his like later song. <laughs> it was a joke. It's a, it's a joke, all right. So this leaves us <laughs> with so the stupid. most reasonable theory, which traces its roots. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Back to a group of California high schoolers in the early 1970s. <laughs> a group of five guys who called themselves the Waldos. <laughs> I really want them all to be named Waldo. Yeah. They're yeah. like the Heathers. Just yeah. <laughs> they're just Heathers. Heathers. They're like, how the fuck are we in a school how, with how three are Waldos? Waldo W. Waldo L. Waldo, Waldo T. W. Clearly, we have to be best friends with all I just think that they all always wore red and white striped shirts Correct. and little, like, stocking caps. They're yeah. like, find us. Find us. <laughs> I dare you. We blend in to the crowd. And they were like, find us. <laughs> okay. Okay, the Waldos from San Rafael High School would often meet up at 4.20 p.m. to smoke weed. Oh. Can you imagine being one of those five people where, like, the origin of this cultural phenomena yeah. of 4.20, like, literally started with you and your dumb friends? Right. Yeah, here's a photo of them. Oh. These are the Waldos. What a fucking claim to fame, and I love how they're all rocking the, like, dad. Oh, yeah. Glasses, string. These are very specifically dads and not dads. Dads yeah. used to smoke weed. Yeah. And probably still do when they're yep. up at the cabin by themselves. <laughs> it was right after school, 4.20 p.m. Mm. Their parents weren't home yet. It was the perfect time to get high. That's clever. True. That's clever. According to legend, they would meet up every day. <laughs> Near a statue of Louis Pasteur. <laughs> yeah. Can't you tell? That is Louis not. Pasteur's figure is rocking in this statue. <laughs> that is not. The sculptor just got really lazy and was like, I don't know, put a metal cape on him. I'm not carving any more of this I'm shit. Just going to head. Yeah. I this fucked up the, the shoulder, put a cape on him. Yeah, I don't care. This is the least kind tribute to someone I've ever seen. <laughs> there were many photos. I chose my favorite. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, put a belt on it. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. I'm clocking out. So they would meet up near this statue close to their school and blaze. But I kind of wish the slang had developed from some kind of pasteurization link. Like... <laughs> Bro, you want to heat up and eliminate pathogens while also extending shelf life? <laughs> Have I told you about cats in wigs, bro? <laughs> Sit down for this sick It tale. does not make sense. <laughs> Thank you. Don't encourage it. Encourage me. Security, take her out. I need affirmation. <laughs> We've got Just a troublemaker. You're safe for now. <laughs> So as the story goes, the lingo spread from there by Grateful Dead groupies, and the rest is history. Oh, wow. And now, 
the devil's lettuce. <laughs> Marilized legal wine. Marilized legal wine. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's lettuce. I love it. I love this guy. He's so bad. <laughs> he looks so bad. Don't look at him, you'll never get through this. I can't look at him. Speaking of looking fucked up, though, that is not a normal face. Nope. Or foot. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. It looks like he's, like, daintily exposing ankle to, like, a potential suitor. And what marijuana does to you. I don't know. Marijuana just makes me go crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. For ankles. Meanwhile, fast forward to 2019, and this counts as a shirt. <laughs> Amanda's wearing a tie-dyed Kleenex. Someone sneezed on me, and that's the shirt I'm wearing right now. I just didn't wash it off. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Drug Enforcement Administration Museum in Arlington, Virginia, Boo. appears to have falsely credited the first mention of cannabis use to the Chinese Emperor Shan Nung in the year 2727 BC when he supposedly discovered cannabis and used it medicinally. Problem is, there's no record of this person, and he certainly wasn't an emperor of China, and the earliest examples of Chinese characters date back to the Shang Dynasty, which was a solid 1500 years later. Oh. So, like, this dude didn't exist, and he deaf didn't discover weed, so thanks, DEA, keep up the good work. <laughs> They're hot You're on the trail. <laughs> We're on a list. <laughs> We're always on a list. Some of the earliest examples of the use of the plant was for hemp, which has been attributed to the construction and installation of the famous heads on Easter Island. They're full of hemp? Huh? Insulation? Installation. Um, <laughs> I thought they I thought you were saying that they were hollow and filled with hemp. We've been over Because my gummy just kicked in, apparently. <laughs> hemp is strong, y'all. Plus the native peoples there would have had it growing organically all over the place. Just like Denver. <laughs> That's probably why. The models for these heads also looked kind of fucked up. Like they were thinking super hard about space travel. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to carry on a conversation with their mother. <laughs> like, oh, God, do you think she knows? Do you think she knows? Totally. She's totally on me. She's totally on me. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, space is sick. <laughs> I gotta go to bed. Um, do we have any pizza? <laughs> I gotta go to bed, but, like, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> you make me like a tuna and Velveeta sandwich with like, like a red onion and like carrots. And I'm like, can you just like run to the store real quick and get like fun? You know what I would love is like a frozen Snickers bar. Sick. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> According to a 2014 study, high five. Female rats 
were more sensitive to cannabis's pain-killing attributes, but were also more likely to develop a tolerance and therefore a dependence on the drug. And people are basically large, hairless rats, so we can safely assume it's the same for humans. Exactly. So, ladies, we're getting through it together. Growing pot is not without its consequences. Environmentally, environmentally speaking, we'll get to it. Oh, that owl knows. It knows what you're doing. It it's knows. Very disappointing. It knows you've been abducted by aliens. I know what you did. Tell them what you did. Do you want to tell that story? I want to tell that story. (laughs) Fine. Go ahead. Quick anecdote. (laughs) Earlier on tour, we were in some random city in Texas. And we were in Houston. Whatever. We were in Houston. We had just gotten there. We had just gotten there, so it wasn't like it was halfway through the tour or anything. So we got there, and Amanda and I are together, and <laughs> she's like, oh, fuck, I forgot my toothbrush. And I was like, okay. I offered to let her use mine, because I'm a true friend. Yeah, but like hard pass though. Yeah, and she was not feeling it. So then, you know, time goes by, whatever. They picked me up. I didn't know what the issue was. We're driving around in the van, and Amanda's like, super casually like, oh, if we pass like a CVS or something, I'm just gonna stop real quick and I need to get a couple things. And that's like really vague and normal for this one. Yeah, super vague. So I was really not a vague person. So I'm like, oh, what do you need to get? She's like, oh, just a couple things. And I'm sitting in the front seat and I'm like, oh, bitch, I'm totally gonna blow your car. So I'm like, Tell her what you did. <laughs> like a mom. Come on. And Amanda sheepishly goes, I forgot my toothbrush and I brushed my teeth this morning with a Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ashamed. <laughs> that owl is judging me. Yeah, she is. Oh, that owl's never brushed its teeth. Yeah, fuck you, fuck owl. That owl. Okay, so 
fishers, which is this cute little weasel up here, that's a fisher, are also dying because of the same reason, and we can reasonably assume that it's harmful to humans as well. Also, the energy needed to grow one kilo of weed, which is like, what, 2.2 pounds? Something sure, like there's no way to know. People in this room know the fuck how much a kilo is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank nice. you. 2.2 pounds of weed is equivalent to that needed to drive across the country five times in a car that gets 44 miles to the gallon. So, like, it's not super energy conscientious, but worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Medicinal. Mm, sorry. Okay. Ooh. Is it going? Yeah. According to National Epidemiological Studies. Nailed it. What? What? <laughs> Wait. What? About 9% of smokers are chemically dependent on pot. A two of my past roommate, right? <laughs> Minimum. A 2016 study uncovered three genetic variances associated with dependence, including one involved in regulating calcium in the blood. So if you think you're like addicted to weed, just drink more milk, I guess? Take tums. Take tums. You'll be fine. Three variations tend to occur, uh, or sorry, these variations tend to occur in people with depression, which could explain some aspects of dependency, hence the gif. Also, yeah, too many thoughts. Yeah. yeah. High anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. This gummy is really working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, cheers if you're medicated or not. <laughs> Double cheers if you're self-medicated. Yeah. <laughs> triple cheers if you're both. <laughs> but like, definitely take care of yourself if you're both. Though. Yeah. Yeah, but also like, we are not doctors. Tax space. Okay. Speaking of tax space. Ooh. Weed being illegal in the U.S. dates back to xenophobia in the 1920s and 30s. As it all does. Big shack. White people ruin everything. And for those listening at home, this headline from 1915 says, Is the Mexican nation locoed by a particular, or by a peculiar weed? Jesus Christ. It's Man. not great. Fuck that shit. The Mexican Revolution resulted in a spike in Mexican immigrants to the United States who brought along their harmless customs of smoking recreational marijuana. The Federal Bureau of Narcotics Commissioner Harry Anslinger Asslinger. Asslinger. Dumbass narc bitch. Campaign to quash the recreational use of marijuana or what those brown people do. Oh my god, is that a real quote? No. Okay. It's a quote from my horrible brain. Like, oh I only assume. I wouldn't be shocked if it were a quote from our president in 2019, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. It's a safe fucking assumption. <laughs> 
This effort led to the marijuana tax with an H of 1937, which allowed for the importation of marijuana, but taxed it so heavily that it was too expensive for recreational use. Jesus Christ. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. Bring Obama back. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool. I can't talk about it. I would literally give up wine. Huh? I would give up wine I to get Obama back. Many, many things. Many, many things. Please vote. Speaking of depression. <clears throat> The biggest marijuana seizure on record was from a Colombian drug operation in 1982. The Fed seized 2,903 metric tons, or 6.4 million pounds of weed, which amounted to approximately one-fifth of the entire illegal import of marijuana into the country per year at the time. 495 people were arrested and 95 smuggling boats were seized. And this is not a photo of that seizure, it's just a different stupid fucking photo. <laughs> so my mom, when she was in her 20s, before I was there to ruin her life, um, <laughs> she, she lived in Key West and apparently like, Sometimes, like pretty often on the beaches in Key West, Florida, somebody would yell, square grouper. And that meant that like a smuggling boat of weed had been like apprehended by, what's it called? Cruise ship cops. What are they called? Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Like fake mall cops? I don't know. Floating mall cops? Paul Blart Floating mall cops? They Ashore, and people would wait for the square grouper and then take a like wet bundle of weed home. Sick. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'd do it. Right? Good more for less. And I asked my mom, I was like, well, wouldn't it be ruined? And she was like, no, the stuff in the center would be totally dry. <laughs> I was just like, air it out, man. Dry it out. Anyway. <clears throat> and now. I'd like to close out with some silly stoner tweets. Yes. And this meme says, wash his face to look less high, accidentally gets soap in eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor bad luck, Brian. Anybody yeah. who owned Visine while in high school. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we know. I had Visine, but I didn't smoke in high school. It was just like lubricating. Okay. <laughs> You're the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, you've also been 80 years old since the day you were born, so I've no one's surprised I've also carried nail clippers with me yeah. on my person Does anyone every need day a piece of gum or an emery board? Vaseline? Dayquil? Dayquil? Lip bar? Lifesaver? Mm. A glass eye? A McDonald's mm. cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> She's not lying. <laughs> 
in style where they're like, what's it? What do you it? care in your bag? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Angelina Jolie's purse. And it's like, I don't fucking know. I'm almonds, all these with, almonds. I'm gonna do it with my purse because there's like a magnet from CNN, 60 Sharpies, a glass eye inside a wooden egg. Duh. And like my debit card. Yeah. I'm sorry, my husband's credit card. Duh. That's the way to travel. Duh. <laughs> All right. Okay, silly stoner tweets, here we go. Who's the idiot that called it possession of marijuana and not joint custody? <laughs> yes. Am I really high, or does this lamp also look really high? <laughs> <laughs> that lamp looks it's a like photo me. Of Amanda. <laughs> I love you, Amanda. I love you too. Oh my god! One time. Oh shit! Oh my god! One time I got so high I had to turn down my TV because I couldn't taste my bridge. <laughs> Been there. Yeah, I get it. Hashtag relatable. It's like how you can't concentrate on driving if the music is too loud. Yeah. You can't concentrate on a fucking turn it down. If Handmaid's Tale is just up a little too high. Too much. It's harsh in my buzz. Big time. If you say, all right, in the mirror three times, Matthew McConaughey will appear and hand you a joint. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What is it? <laughs> we, we keep getting older and they keep staying the same. <laughs> You're a rapist. Yeah. Just like a fucking owl. <laughs> yeah. Get your owl ass out of here. She goes, pinky finger to the moon. <laughs> Josh has ever confidently taken a drug test. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Raise your hand if you're a Josh. How many Joshes do we have? No, not a single Josh. Oh my god, literally no one made that. Oh, happen. one. Wow. Nice. Maybe two. Two. Okay. No. Three. A three. Okay. Tight. Tight. There's one up there. Anyway, good luck. Good luck, Josh. If you're waiting for the waiter, aren't you the waiter? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything I thought about the service industry has changed. Next yeah. one's a throwback to the episode that's being released tomorrow. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Huge stoner. Do you know how stoned you have to be to think about electricity when there's no electricity? <laughs> For real. Like, and also, yeah. he was an exquisite swimmer. He was an exquisite swimmer. We'll get it tomorrow. We'll get that tomorrow. <laughs> okay, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> what time is it? 4.20. How can you tell? See how high the sun is? 
son is eating SpaghettiOs with a spatula. <laughs> It's fucking dumb. <laughs> I was gathering these sweets the other night while I was having dinner by myself at Root Down. <laughs> Sitting at the end of the bar, totally alone, and like Googling funny stoner tweets. Just just cracking up I had like four Moscow meals. It was amazing. Yes. What a good night. Police dog smells weed. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Damn, you're right. Dog goes to prison. <laughs> Every airport. They're not even sniffing for weed. Damn, you're They're right. sniffing for bombs. Mm. Mm. You got lucky at the CNN place, and you were like, well, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're so chipper for how early it is. And I was like, cocaine's a hell of a drug. And surrounded by police. At CNN headquarters. And he thought it was funny. No. So, it's not yes. Give us our own show. We even got Amanda out of custody in time to do our spot on HLN. Nailed on. Tune in on Saturday. Sometime. I don't know. At some point. Okay. When you hit the blunt too hard and you choke for two straight minutes, but now it's your turn again, you have to act like you're not dying. <laughs> oh my god, her face. This is so close to home. This is so close. I love it. <laughs> She's gonna rip that blunt though. Mm. Here's my second favorite. Wake and bake means smoking marijuana in the morning, but it's also a way too casual term for a cremation ceremony. <laughs> wake and bake. When your husband dies, we're throwing him a wake and bake. When I die. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't when anyone that. dies. Yeah. I love this so much. All right. Last but not least. 420, more like 240, because I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Nice. And that's my segment. <laughs> Orate is fine jewelry made in New York City, founded by women for people who love jewelry. And pieces range from classic to statement, I love it, to completely original. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find. This is so true. Mm. The pieces are so unique. I really love it. And the quality is insanely good. I have a pair of the Sensu earrings, which are elegant and feisty. I totally They're love so them. They're so cute. They're super cute. They're like these little gold fans. Like they look like these little Ugh. gold fans. And they're a little bit daintier than stuff I typically wear, but they're still like unique and fun. And Orate's gold feels substantial and the diamonds, which are not in these earrings, but uh, I seen them. Um, <laughs> sparkle and shine. They are such high quality and so, so beautiful. Their stuff is so gorgeous. Mm. I spent way too long on their website. Yeah, it was impossible <laughs> to choose. Uh-huh. I, I ended up with the Infinity Heart Ring. It's so simple. It's so delicate. I wear it as like kind of a stackable ring. Cute. Gorgeous. Orate has hacked the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. Mm -hmm. They just cut out that middleman markup. I love it. It's incredible. And my favorite part, 
you can do some good with every purchase. So with each piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. Stop it. They're doing they're doing good. Oh, I love and the, that. And their stuff is just so cute. I can't emphasize this enough. So for 15% off your first Orate purchase, go to oratenewyork.com forward slash gals and use the promo code gals, that is G-A-L-S. So again, get 15% off your first Orate purchase. Go to oratenewyork.com, that's A-U-R-A-T-E, newyork.com forward slash gals and use that promo code gals, treat yo jewelry Ugh, collection you're gonna love it their website is gorgeous and ordering is so fun and they send everything so fast i had my earrings in like a week i was so pumped <laughs> so uh, treat yeah, yo jewelry needs treat it okay i know i need to drink more water and i'm <laughs> kind of sick of hearing about it and this product that we're about to tell you about is finally turning things around for me. And honestly, for me personally, the hardest part of drinking more water is that, like, I love Diet Coke and, like, flavored <laughs> things that are not good for me. You, you just hate the taste of it's water, like, I, right? which is, it's the life source of of, no, of life. I could be dying of thirst and just be too stubborn to take a sip of water. Like that's how <laughs> ridiculous this has gotten. So that's why I'm so excited about our newest sponsor circle because circle makes drinking water convenient, fun, and finally delicious. So let me tell you about <laughs> what circle is. It's a convenient water bottle and flavored cartridge system. So one of the things that's so great about it is that it literally has a flavor dial that allows you to customize the amount of flavor that you get. So you can get all these different flavors. I like the citrus twist and you set up their little cartridge system and then there's like, there's a dial. There's literally a dial on the bottle. So sometimes I just want, you know, a little like whisper of citrus. Mm -hmm. and sometimes, Maybe just a little watermelon. Just a little dab. And then sometimes I'm like, nah. I want my water to taste unrecognizable <laughs> as water. I want only the delicious <laughs> flavors. So you just crank it up a little bit. And there's a huge variety. There's over 30 all-natural flavors, including fruit blends and iced coffee varieties. I mean, come on. There are plenty for you to fall in love with. Again, Citrus Twist, let me even. I can't. It's so delicious. And I'm seriously drinking more water. Like, this is working for me. We're literally saving Amanda's life yeah, right now. Circle is saving my life. <laughs> also, it's like Amanda said, very convenient. You save money with mm -hmm. it. One Circle flavor cartridge can give you more than six water bottles of your new favorite drink. Yeah. Such as Citrus Twist yeah. flavored water. It's incredible. They last forever, mm -hmm. especially if you got that dial down a little bit lower, you know? Oh, and that's so much less expensive than like buying all those powdered packages at the grocery store. And then oh. the powdered package, like, if you forget to bring it with you on your jog or to work, it's like, you're stuck with plain water. This cartridge uh, nothing is Nothing could be worse. I know. <laughs> it's also a healthy solution, like Amanda, who drinks a lot of Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of folks out there have a... Not the healthiest relationship with sugary drinks. Oh so Circle's custom flavor cartridges are sugar-free and you got zero calories. Mm -hmm. They contain all natural flavoring and no artificial flavors. So it's healthy if you're trying to cut back on those sugary beverages. Mm -hmm. Here's your solution. So right now you can get your own Circle bottle plus two flavor cartridges for just $5. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. No. 
I'm not kidding. Ugh. By going to drinkcircle.com forward slash gals and using our promo code gals. So again, that is drinkcircle and circle is spelled C-I-R-K-U-L dot com forward slash gals. Use that promo code gals. Five bucks, folks. Ugh. Five bucks. Treat your hydration. Treat it.
fucking patriarchy. Um, so they believe that fundamentally native roots exist to liberate these moments. Okay. Liberate happiness. Yeah. So Ginsburg the CEO once said in an interview that the trio's goal was to become the, quote, Starbucks of marijuana dispensaries. Love it. Someone's got to do it. So, someone's got to do it. You're right. But unlike Starbucks, Native Roots carries the type of merchandise that makes them a regular target of theft. Yeah. So... One quick example. In 2016, following a months-long investigation, Boulder police arrested five members of an extensive marijuana dispensary burglary ring. Burglary king. Extensive burger king. I'm really paranoid right now, and I'm like trying to hit those syllables real hard. Um, you need backup, I got you. Dispensary burglary ring. Burger King. Burger King. Got it. That mainly targeted. <laughs> Just being real. If anyone has an extra cheeseburger in their purse right yeah. now, please send it to yeah. Sage. Or Funyuns. Oh my god. Do you literally have a cheeseburger in your purse? Queen, bring it to the stage. Yeah. Get it up here. Right yes. now. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Yes. Holy oh shit. Oh my god. You're a queen. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Lucy, we are sharing that. Yeah, we, get we that all back to get the table. Fights. Don't barter with them, just take the burger. They willingly handed it over. Now hand it over. All right. Save me some. Yeah, I'll be passing it around. They said we could have it. Yeah, we're about to eat it on stage. Holy shit, smells so good. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Give me a hit, give me a hit. Oh, yeah. That was a oh, dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've had this exact dream before. <laughs> Good. So, 2016, the police nab five members of this burglary ring that mainly targeted Native Roots and another dispensary called the Growing Kitchen. Give me a bite. Come on. Come on. Don't hog it. Oh, I got a pickle bite. Do you want me to keep going for you? Sure. Okay. Take it over. But... The surprising thing about this story is that five thieves arrested, the five thieves arrested, were teenage boys between the ages of 14 and 17. God bless them. Can you imagine having the fucking 14 year old balls to break into several marijuana dispensaries? Like, damn. Yeah, that's badass. In the six months between when they began operating and when they were caught, 
the team stole nearly 50 pounds of marijuana worth up to $52,000. How many kilos is that? Um, they took $2,000 worth of, quote, glassware, <laughs> tumblers, <laughs> paraphernalia, and caused $13,000 worth of property damage. Oh, no. Damn. Way worse than driving your car into a ditch when you're 16. Right. Sorry, Mom. Um, the wheel fell off. It wasn't her fault. Yeah. And we didn't go into a ditch. We just screeched to a really sparky, flamey halt. Oh, no, there was another time that I drove into a ditch. Oh, okay, different time. Yeah, this is why we don't put Kenyon on the rental car agreement. Yeah. God bless her. So, whatever. My car was $700. Was yeah, it was practically a car. Fault. Okay, for its part, Native Roots reported extensive property damage, but no stolen marijuana. Explaining, hmm. from bank quality vaults where product is locked to cameras, 24-hour monitoring systems, and motion-triggered lighting, the systems and procedures we use are very secure and preventative. Preventative. The lady don't protest too much. <laughs> okay. We get it. You You're got secure. this. You want a popcorn? Yeah. Yeah, popcorn. Oh, am I that bad? No. No, I'm just providing you an outlet. It's just preventative. She's like, did you just offer me popcorn? <laughs> I really I thought she was popcorn. offering me popcorn. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> All right. And two years later, around 1 a.m. on September 26, 2018, another group of teens experienced this tight security firsthand when they broke into Native Roots Colorado Springs location. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, fuck the Springs. We're from Denver. Springs are for moonshoes. Yeah. Did they make their getaway on the scooter? <laughs> oh, I've ridden scooters this weekend. The scooters are sick. <laughs> Alright, so the teams broke in in what they probably believed to be a well-planned heist. Spoiler alert, it was not a well-planned heist. Entered the 
the store through the broken front windows. Inside, they tried to enter a locked area at the back of the store, but when they weren't able to open the door, they gave up and instead took several containers from the shop's front display area. Oh, no. Meanwhile, multiple witnesses had seen the minivan being driven into the front of the fucking store and had immediately called the police. Duh. Narcs. <laughs> oh, I mean, narcs. <laughs> Don't eat that whole fucking burger. There's a lot left. It's a big burger. One witness, Brent Rathbone. What? Brent Rathbone. Which is what you do when you fuck a guy that's friends with the, your ex. Yeah. It's called Rathbone. Yes. <laughs> I've done it. I'm not above it. Um, We've all been there. We've all done a Rathbone. Sorry, <laughs> he was into it too. Um, so Brent Rathbone told a reporter, quote, I was coming out from work and all of a sudden we heard this big old crash. I decided to just call the cops and we decided to get their plate number and everything. And then I get a beer bottle thrown at me by the thieves. Oh, rude. He asked for it. So the police, having been alerted by Rathbone and several others of a break-in in progress, arrived at the scene just as the burglars were attempting to leave with their stolen booty. <laughs> they quickly noticed the getaway car and put two and two together. However, when the police approached the car, the thieves accelerated, smashing into the marked police cruiser <laughs> and then speeding away. Incredible. <laughs> you fucking morons, could you make this any worse for yourselves? For fuck's sake. Do better. There was one major problem, though. The teens hadn't actually stolen any marijuana. Knew it. Which you all know because Lucy fucked up the reveal. <laughs> Sorry, you labeled them incorrectly. Oh, is it hard to, to color and do the slideshow? Is it difficult to multitask? Okay. She's not high. I'm high. Okay. God, they're still mixing Lucy and Kenyon up. <laughs> Get it right, people. <laughs> She's high every other day. I'm only high today. So, as Native Roots spokesperson Kim Casey later told the press, the actual cannabis items are secured in a vault in the back of the store at the end of each day. Hence, the boxes that the thieves got away with contained only non-cannabis display items. Amazing. More specifically, t-shirts and oregano. Oh my god. But it's good job. Next slide. It's an easy mistake to make and we've literally all been there. Yep. If you ever bought weed from your friend's older brother, you smoked oregano. Yeah. 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 Just, it's like, what's the word for like really shitty weed? Shake. Shake? Shrag. There we go. Weeded. It looks like shrag. 
obviously. Yeah, I spilled rosé all over this hamburger. It's a, it's a sauce. I'm so sorry. And it's I a sauce. It. I'm so sorry. Okay. Or even. I'm like gonna cry because I spilled rosé on this hamburger. Eat it oh. anyway. Okay. Oh, that, you spilled into your burger. I was done. So all you right. only ruined your own bag. That's all Time. I know. So, for obvious reasons, Native Roots does not use actual marijuana in their display cases. Casey elaborated, we have pre-rolled joints on display in our display cases. We do not put actual medicated product in them, so we use oregano to simulate the cannabis. So once again, Native Roots did not lose any actual valuable merchandise, but they were stuck with thousands of dollars in damages and their front doors smashed the fuck in by a minivan driven by a bunch of teens. It's yeah. kind of how they, like, up in the front windows of, like, J. Crew or whenever they, like, clip the shirts right. back, they never fit the way that, like, yeah. they look like they're fitting. Yeah. Right. Oregano. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I get it. They don't right. get a waste. Hey, that perfect. showbiz, folks. <laughs> so, at the same time of the burglary, local news in Colorado Springs had recently reported a string of similar crimes in the area involving what appeared to be groups of teens stealing vehicles and driving them into businesses. But it's Classic. unclear whether these smash-and-grab burglaries were carried out by the same group or other fucking morons. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sergeant L.C. Morgan of the Colorado Springs Police Department stated, quote, there does appear to be a pattern with regards to similar crimes like this. Wow. Don't say. Fucking Columbo. <laughs> Not only with dispensaries, but with other businesses as well. However, he did indicate that a separate burglary that happened just up the road on the night of the Native Roots break-in was likely connected. Another group of teens broke into the nearby Three Thirsty Goats liquor store. Amazing. God. I have never heard anything more Colorado than the Three Thirsty Goats liquor store. You're looking at three thirsty goats, my friends. Um, in what could have been an attempt to create a distraction while their accomplices drove into the dispensary. Crazier still, no arrests were ever made in this case. We just saw a photo of the van. Yeah, That's they, a photo. they left the van driven into the dispensary. They left it still running. Are they still on the lam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're probably here tonight. Which one are you? On the we know you're in here. Yeah. They are. They're all in here. They're running security for the show tonight. No. That'd be amazing. Despite the level of stupidity on display, the thieves seem to have gotten away with their herbaceous crime. <laughs> Although they were able to cook so much shakshuka when they got home. <laughs> Although they were probably pretty disappointed when they tried to get high off their stolen merchandise. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
So everyone knows that we like to drink. Yeah, you know, we drink it's while for we're our recording. Job. It's 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 our job. Yep. We don't have a choice. Our hands are tied. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you you have a couple glasses of wine. You don't feel the greatest the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> so have we got an endorsement for you? It's mm-hmm. called Cheers. Cheers is designed to reduce the negative effects of alcohol. And let me tell you, it works. It does work. We are in our 30s now, and you can't really go out and have, like, you know, 10 shots and all these beers and stuff and then, you know, get up and go to work the next day. It doesn't work like that anymore. Walking next to a glass of wine hurts me the next day now. (laughs) That's the part of my life that I'm in, so thank (laughs) God for cheers. And given our jobs, not extraordinarily convenient. No. So I took Cheers on the road with us this summer when we did our tour, and it yeah. saved my life on a number of occasions. Mm-hmm. So like I said, Cheers Restore is an after-alcohol aid designed to reduce the negative effects of alcohol. Whether you drink a little or a lot, sometimes it's a lot, more than I care to admit. That's take, okay. Take Cheers after a night out, and you will feel at least 50% better the next morning. One of the nights when we were in Houston... Mm-hmm. We imbibed at the show, and then we imbibed after the show, and then we continued imbibing in the pool. Mm -hmm. We might have gotten naked. Mm, You know, mm -hmm, it it, it is what it is. And I Mm -hmm. took cheers before I went to bed, and I might not have taken my contacts out before I went to bed, but But I did take my cheers, Yeah, and I felt amazing. So I recommend taking cheers every time you drink, because let's be honest, even moderate responsible drinking can leave you feeling less than 100% the next day, particularly in your 30s. For real. And it's as simple as just taking two to four capsules after your last drink or just right before you go to bed. You'll feel better in the morning. This is a guarantee. And it's honestly, it works like an antacid for alcohol. So Cheers Restore neutralizes alcohol's negative effects so you can wake up feeling great. No more headaches, nausea, or sluggishness the next day and it's just good and healthy for your liver too mm-hmm. so like clear gotta catch gotta go out and see your friends and then catch that early flight cheers to you my friend <laughs> and for a limited time our friends at cheers are giving wine and crime listeners a chance to try out cheers restore for free come oh. on now so go take advantage of this offer so simply go to takecheers.com forward slash gals Take the 30-second quiz, and we love a good quiz. Mm. All you have to do is pay a dollar for shipping. It is worth every penny of that shipping cost. And your four-dose sample bottle will be on its way along with a free gift. Love Love a free free gift. Yeah. So, again, that's takecheers.com forward slash gals to get your first four doses of Cheers Restore for just a dollar for shipping. A free gift. The free four doses, treat your liver and just your life. Mm-hmm. Cheers. It's the best thing to happen to alcohol since alcohol. Mm-hmm. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time, and we need it. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, of which I have in abundance, (laughs) providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. I really, really love that. And you spend one third, or let's be honest, 50% of your life sleeping. (laughs) So you should be comfortable. 
And the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce, which is essential. Ugh. I just want to go to bed right now. This I know, I'm getting lovely. exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience. Ugh, I love Who it. Who can't use that? I love a one-stop shop for like all of your sleeping needs. Oh, yeah. And it's convenient. They've got affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. They also offer hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied. Mm. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. I love that. You nights. can literally sleep on this mattress. For over three months and just see if you like it. And if you do not like it, you send it back. I could sleep for a hundred nights. Right now. Like in a row. Right now. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. So get a hundred dollars toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash gals and using the promo code gals. That's G-A-L-S at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. So once again, you get a hundred dollars towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash gals and using that promo code gals at checkout. Once again, terms and conditions apply. Mm. Worth it. Sleep on it. Get the best sleep of your life. Treat your sleep. Treat it. I think that we can all agree that nurses, doctors, dentists, and people who work in medicine and healthcare in general are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And all of us can think of a time when a medical professional has helped us or a family member. For real. So these amazing people dedicate their lives to caring for and serving others. Shouldn't they wear scrubs that make them feel good? Yeah. Because we think so too. Agreed. And what these amazing people do every day is more than a job. What they wear is more than a uniform. They deserve scrubs that help them feel good and perform at their best. Preach. That's where figs comes in. Mm -hmm. This company, their products are so soft. They're so stylish. I love Mm -hmm. them. I'm not a medical professional. I like to pretend I am, but I'm not. And the fig, the clothing from figs is just so cute. I wear them all the time. Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for the people who deserve it most. So for years, nurses, doctors, dentists, and other awesome medical professionals were forced to wear scratchy, ugly, ill-fitting scrubs, Mm -hmm. but no more. Not only were they ugly and uncomfortable, but they were not designed with innovative technical properties to protect and hold life-saving tools. What these people wear, it's important. Yeah, that seems bizarre to me that they wouldn't, that they would not only have like polished form, but also function. Oh, yeah. And these people wear them on, you know, 600-hour shifts. Yeah. You think they want to be wearing scratchy, ugly scrubs? Probably not. No, and you know what? Am I a medical professional? OMG, absolutely not. But if you think I am not spending 90% of my life these days in my Zamora joggers from Figs, you have another thing coming. Because they are so soft and so comfortable, breathable. I mean, it's it's honestly like they have the yoga waistbands. They It's like these straight leg, or you can do the joggers, which I have, which are a little bit looser. They're a little bit more of a lounge pant. But I still feel completely confident wearing these to Target and mm-hmm. do. And they're so comfy, and they have pockets and, like, places you can put 
either your life-saving medical tools or your keys. They're also antimicrobial. Hello. Come on now. Come yeah, on. So it protects you from germs and bacteria. Again, ridiculously soft. It's moisture wicking and it features four-way stretch. When am I ever going to buy anything that no longer has four-way stretch? I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I won't do it anymore. No. Life's too short. <laughs> no, life is too short to not have four-way stretch. So whether you are one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or, like us, someone that wants to say thanks to these deserving folks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using our code GALS. Get ready to love your scrubs, love your figs, and head to wearfigs, that's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com, and enter our promo code GALS at checkout. Treat yo comfort. Treat it. Jamaica in 1945, and why British, you ask? 
because Jamaica was one of the many places stolen and ruled over from afar by the British Empire in the late 1600s. Right up until Jamaica's independence in 1964. So Bob Marley, or as he should properly be titled in Jamaica, the Honorable Bob Marley O.M., and O.M. means Order of Merit, and is sort of like being knighted by the Jamaican government. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like Sir Bob Marley. Basically. O-G-O-M Bob Marley. Yeah. O-G-O-M Sir Bob Marley. O-M-G-O-M-G Bob Marley. P-H-G D-N-D. M-D. Dungeons and Dragons. D-D-S. What's the dentist? Dilfs. D-D-S. Yeah. D-D-S. That's what I meant. VHS. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm so fucking high. This is insane. Okay. okay. Bob Marley. No, I do you not. You can popcorn. I do not. No, I don't. I got popcorn. this. I got this. Okay. Manage the slides. Get back in the kitchen where you belong. Just kidding. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't even worry fucking about it. Fucking patriarchy. I know. What can I say? I, I mean, I'd be glad to be barefoot right now. I'll just put it and out. And pregnant. <laughs> right. Not pregnant, just barefoot. Not pregnant, not ba- pregnant. Ba- ba- I do ba- love cooking. Bob Marley started making music professionally in 1963 as Bob Marley and the Wailers. Their first studio album rolled out in 1965 with One Love, Still a Hippie Peace Cry, uh, which was a super huge hit for the group. It reached top five in the worldwide music charts. And the next 11 albums that they made solidified them as big names of reggae. Marley converted to Rastafarianism, ever heard of it? (laughs) And the group became international sensations in 1973 with the release of Catch Fire and Burn It. Burn It. Throughout his career, Marley was at the forefront of culture and political, cultural and political (laughs) movements. I can read. Reggae music's popularity made Jamaica famous worldwide, and Bob also married an amazing lady and fellow musician named Alpha Rita, but she went by Rita Marley, in 1966. Okay, well, she's the most beautiful Yeah, fucking flawless okay. queen Rita. Oh yeah. Yeah, flawless queen. So, Bob Marley was a full-throated advocate for the legalization of marijuana worldwide. He also recommended its extensive use by everyone at all times. <laughs> he was a wise man. But the stance was super controversial and pissed off a lot of American conservatives, obviously, which is just great, except we all know what can happen to politically active black men who upset conservative white forces within the U.S. government, especially during the late 60s and early 70s. Everyone is garbage. I bet he wasn't even born in Jamaica. Show us your birth certificate. Yeah. Fuckers. So, enter the scene, the elected for prime minister, this person, elected for prime minister of Jamaica in 1972. His name was Michael Manley. Manley? Yes. Manley. Manley. And he was a, he was a democratic socialist, guess. He's a Bernie Sanders. Yep. And he wins. God forbid. He wins the seat and begins launching huge reforms across the country. So land ownership reforms were made. Education education was made free from primary school through university. 
Certain industries were nationalized, like this, and these policies had huge popular support, but surprise, surprise, piss off powerful business interests, and many conservative forces in the U.S. saw them as a step too close to the dreaded communism. White men. Yeah. A red Cuba and Jamaica, that shit will not stand, said the white people in the government. So, in 1974, Michael Manley was opposed by a guy named Edward Sega of the Jamaican Labor Party, who used fear-mongering communism, of communism, appealed to landowners, and used religion as a wedge to gain substantial middle-class support. Sound familiar? Then, in a wild move, as the competitiveness of the upcoming elections began to get severe, both Marley and, or sorry, both Manley and Sega turned to the help of powerful local gangs to increase each of their influence. She was getting fucked up. Yay, that's just how a democracy should, should work. work. Powerful so, local gangs. Yeah. <laughs> so unsurprisingly, <laughs> violence began breaking out in Jamaica in 1976. Firefights, threats, skirmishes, and kerfuffles <laughs> began breaking out everywhere. And in June, around 500 people are accused by the Prime Minister of trying to overthrow the government and are thrown in jail and held without a trial. She was getting, exactly. She was getting pretty wild, and Bob Marley, Jamaica's most popular and likely most influential person, announces a peace concert will be held in an attempt to quell the violence. A podcast live taping sure. will be held in an appeal to end the violence. <laughs> or so we hope. Not as effective. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to throw this peace concert. Everybody fucking calm down. But almost immediately, both political parties try to capitalize on Marley's fame and claim that he supports them. Marley remains neutral, but almost everyone just assumes he supports the socialists, obviously. Perhaps. So the Smile Jamaica Peace Concert is scheduled at National Heroes Park in Kingston. Bob Marley insists it's not a political concert, that he's staying out of politics, but the Prime Minister moves the elections up to just 10 days after the concert in a very shady move. Weird. Yep, so now the concert basically looks like it's a campaign rally for socialist Manly. So Marley is pissed now, but the concert was gonna happen anyway, he wasn't gonna quit, and he scheduled a rehearsal on December 3rd, and the Whalers came to Bob Marley's house um, on Hope Road to practice to get ready for the concert. Marley was unaware of the plainclothes police officers that were stationed in front of his house as a protective detail, and that is how tense all of this shit was getting because Bob Marley and his wife Rita had a, had a house guest in one of the upstairs bedrooms who looked out and saw Marley having like a heated argument with two random young men in the yard, and after the argument, Bob Marley went back to rehearsal, Rita got into her Volkswagen and went to leave on some errands. And Rita noticed that she was backing out that their gate was unmanned. Usually they had like doormen or something there and that another car is pulling in. I don't like that. She assumed it was more musicians for the rehearsal and it was not. Oh no. Ooh. Yep. A bullet fired from the passenger seat of that car shattered Rita Marley's window and hit her on the side of the head. Oh my God. There were seven men that climbed out of that fucking clown car and rushed into the house, four of them wielding automatic weapons. Oh, fuck. And the attackers found Marley's manager, Don Taylor, this guy, 
um, in a back hall and the whalers rehearsing in the galley kitchen. The assailants open fire, ripping the kitchen to pieces. There's like a hailstorm of debris flying everywhere. The whalers duck behind furniture and countertops and like scrambled out of the hail of bullets. Holy shit. Yep. Like it was utter chaos. People are tripping on like instrument and electrical cords. People, some Can you of them, imagine being really fucking blazed and then like yeah. seven dudes come out of one Just start shooting at Automatic you. weapons. Not even. Like, Can you imagine that circumstance? In any situation. Regardless. Shit. Holy yeah. shit. Some of them fled the building, but others pulled up in nearby bathrooms and like just barricaded the door. Um, band employee Lewis Griffith was shot in the torso during the spray of bullets, and the gunman rounded a corner and confronted Bob Marley. A bullet sailed straight for Marley's chest and likely would have sunk right into his heart, but Don Taylor, the manager, was a streetwise motherfucker who used to work as a like bar security guy. Oh. Never mess with bar security. Never mess with bar security. They have seen yeah. it. Also, tip your bartenders. Yeah. Tip your bartenders. Yes. Never fuck with them. So this dude's taking no shit. So he literally shoves Mar like jumps to basically take this bullet for him and shoves him out of the way, pushing him onto the ground. Kind of like how yesterday when Lucy and I were shopping and, and walking around, <laughs> we were walking down 16th Street, like the super tourist like head mall. But it's not a ped mall because there's like buses speeding in two different directions. And honking really like aggressively if you didn't know. Right, I wasn't even like that close to the bus when it was like racing towards me, but Kenyon just yanked me out of the I'm, My mom yanked her like three times that day. I was like, listen, bitch. You're not dying today. It was like a mildly aggressive dog also. She yanked me away. I'm like, stop pulling. I've got the like super mom like <clears throat> no not happening. Also, every time we ride in a car together, like if I'm driving and she's the passenger or vice versa, and we like hit the brakes a little hard, she just go. Yep. Yeah. And just I'm nail ready. my tits. Just nail them. She nails like, her tits off. Both nipples. Like she extends to hit both tits. Yeah. Yeah. She's very good. You're right. welcome. She's anyway. gonna be a great man. God bless. So Don pushes Bob out of the way and takes bullets to his own legs inside in the process. And one bullet that was sailing toward Marley grazed his chest and sank into his right arm. The assailants fled the house, leaving the job completely undone. The Marley's house guest looked out the window and saw the gunman speeding off and Rita Marley staggering out of her car. The bullet had grazed her head, leaving her injured but alive. In fact, astonishingly, no one was dead. Amazing. What? Really? No one. A no barrage of bullets. I know. I thought you were pulling a me, and nope. this was like some horrible yeah. downer murder story. Corpses in their way. Nope. Not, not a one. Witnesses say they saw the men heading back to Tivoli Gardens, which is a neighborhood controlled by gangs loyal to the opposition party, and home to a notorious gang called the Shower Posse, which... I'm sorry, the what? The Shower Posse. Okay, that's we're not great. gay, though. No homo. We are just men who like to shower with men. What? What on shower with guys. Yeah. A golden shower. I fucking love. 
So those who had been shot were rushed to the hospital. Again, somehow none of these injuries were life-threatening. A seemingly miraculous outcome that some people see as evidence that the whole thing was staged. But it's most likely just the outcome of jittery attackers firing incredibly inaccurate weapons and having no training. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, fuck! Yeah. And like, Rita Marley was rattled, but other than a laceration, was unharmed, and she rocked a sick head scar until she died at the age of 72. Nice. So, fucking killer. Cheers to that, bitch. Yeah. So, yeah. Bob Marley had to be taken to the hospital because he did have a bullet in his arm. And while there, doctors warned him that surgery to remove the bullet in his arm would likely damage his ability to control his fingers. So he was like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. And he left the bullet in his arm until the day he died. Oh my god! Yep. Go ahead. In a fairly scandalous but not entirely surprising twist, the CAA might totally have been involved in this attack. I'm shocked. Yes. Seeing the Socialist Party of Jamaica as a sort of gateway drug to communism and then seeing that Marley was being supported to the socialists, which he only generally and like philosophically did, he never came out and campaigned for anyone or said that he but supported But it would have totally one. been in his well, yeah. rights to do so. For sure, but he didn't. Right. Uh, these are just assumptions that were made. <clears throat> they may have supported those who would like to have had him removed. So Don Taylor, Marley's savvy and fairly heroic manager, claimed later that he was in attendance at something that he referred to as a ghetto court, oh God. which is very shitty, cool. but that's not my words, that is his words, where the attackers on Marley's home had been rounded up and were tried and executed like in the streets, in the, oh in the ghetto God. court. Like vigilante justice exactly. style. Taylor says that before one of the shooters was killed, he admitted that the attack on Marley was done for the CIA in exchange for guns and cocaine. <laughs> Whatever the truth was, cancer would claim Bob Marley's life only five years later, that melanoma, and he like had one on his toe. Yeah, the toe cancer. And he refused to have his toe amputated, which would have alleviated the cancer. Because it came in handy for his guitar playing. Well, it was he, like... He said it was because of his religious beliefs yeah. and fear that it would mess up his performance abilities yeah. as both. So, whatever. You but know, you his choice, his body, his, his choice. choice. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, though, his stubbornness in the face of simple medical treatment, accomplishing what seven men with guns could not get done, and he died. That's so sad. And that's my case. Just in time for me to lose my voice. Thank you so much, Jacob. Yeah. Special thanks this week also goes to Adriana with your five mm. bucks a month. Adriana. Uh, it's all for you, Adriana. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you also to Erica Stewart. Stewart Little. This donation is not little. Thank you for your $5 a month. Mm. Thank you, Alicia Neal. We mm. are kneeling at your feet. You generous, generous queen or king, or both or neither. I love it. Thank you to Rachel Wild. We're going wild Whoa. over your monthly donation. Whoa, here Whoa. we go. Go wild. It's getting wild out here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Zoe Southworth. You mm. are certainly worth more than your $5 a month, but it's an excellent start. We very much appreciate it. I love Thank it. you, Zoe. <laughs> we also appreciate you, Amy 
Kvasnika. 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 I'm going to okay. strap on a pair of sneakers and run into your arms, Amy. <laughs> run far away from my butchering of your beautiful last name. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Kvasnika? I don't know. Just, it's it's done now. I'm done. I'm Thank done. Thank you also, Sam Summer Hayes. Oh. You're making me long for those summer days that are still happening because it's only August. I love Thank that. you, Sam. Thank you, Megan Oxner. Oxner, hardly know her. There we go. Thank you for your five dollar a month donation. <laughs> Thank you, Robin Schrader. Mm. You're just a little robin in your nest with your little yeah. blue robin's eggs with your five dollars oh. a month, and we so appreciate cute. you. Thank you. We also appreciate you, Elizabeth Sheridan. Thank you for sharing the love, Elizabeth Sheridan. Ooh, nice. Mm. Thank you, Katie Hunter. You can hunt us down and <laughs> gut us, us any day. With consent. <laughs> You have our consent mm. to hunt us. Not literally, though. That's weird. <laughs> World's most dangerous game. <laughs> uh, thank you, Christy Hip. Your hip. Your hip hop. Your hip hop anonymous. <laughs> thank you for your donation. <laughs> Need a hip replacement. There it is. Thank you, Julie Stoltz. Oh, you stoltz our hearts. You did stoltz onto your hats. We're. <laughs> Cruising through this special thing. onto your ass. <laughs> We're it. crushing it. I love it so much. Uh, Elizabeth Richard is kicking off our $10 a month <gasps> tier, which means you will be receiving a flexible fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail. Uh, We're all soon. a little bit Richard. Yeah, because of you. Donation. I love that. <laughs> little Richard. Okay. Little Richard. Misha Wick. Oh. What, uh, I love that figs moisture wicking <laughs> fabric. <laughs> Wick. Wicking away all the microbes over oh. here. Misha, thank you so much. You'll be getting that wine glass in the mail at a certain point in the future. Mm. As will Fiona Burke Scoville. Oh, wow. That last name. First you are of all, high on the Scoville scale. Yeah. Shout out to my late great rainbow dog. Burke. Oh, and Burke and Sco- I mean, this is just an amazing name. I have nothing else to say. I love it. Oh, you're a regular ghost pepper. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. No last mm. name needed. Yeah, probably because it's Taylor Swift and they just don't want us to it's know. It's absolutely Taylor Swift. And I so also you, love Swift. her new song, You Need to Chill Out or whatever it's called. Done. It's really great. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Thank you also to Rebecca, no last name, so I assume it's Rebecca Ann Lehman, which is just code for Denise Richards. So we're so glad Denise Richards is loving the show. Thank you for your $10 a month donation. We will be sending you a fucking patriarchy wine glass, Denise Richards, also known as Rebecca. Yes. Thank you, Jennifer Woods. We're mm. out, we are out of the woods now, thanks to your $10 a month. Ugh. We didn't think we'd be able to ever ever pay our taxes but now we can thank you so much jennifer thank you so much all right uh we are entering trash queen or king or neither or both territory right now (laughs) aaron mccraney i'm mccraning my neck to see you and give you a wave of appreciation thank you for your 15 dollar a month donation (laughs) that really illustrated a nice picture for me it did (laughs) my neck feels really long in that illustration yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jana Patrick, or maybe mm. Yana Patrick. Oh. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. Out on a limb. Mm. Gonna say it's probably Jana. Yeah, probably. But I like your creativity. Thank you, Jana. Uh, Gianna Quinn. Gianna Quinn, medicine woman. <laughs> I, I really want to watch so Doctor Quinn, medicine much. woman. So we got to wrap this up. Oh my god! But also, right. thank you, Gianna, for your donation. Thank you, also Regina Rose, or is it Regina? It's Gina. <laughs> Regina Rose, you sound like a character out of a novel. I love your name. I love you. Thank you for your fifteen dollars a month. Get ready for some dusty trash. Regina Rose knows you're a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Watch Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay. Um, thank you, Kylie Rooney. You are kicking off our $25 a month tier, which means you get to send us a suggestion, if you haven't already, for your picked topic or case or wine, assuming we can get it, or all of the above. And we can, Kylie, contain our excitement <laughs> to hear what you have in store for us. Nailed it. Thank you, Gary White, for Ugh. your $25 a month. You know, this situation really isn't. It, it's black and white. Mm. You are, <sighs> you have won us over with your I thought we were going to do a Barry White reference. Oh, that would have been better. Oh, my God. I went to a Barry White brunch today. Wow. Really well, odd that I didn't catch that. So Everything's coming full circle. I love it. Thanks, love Gary. It. Gare Bear. Gare Bear. Um, if you are like all of my ex-boyfriends and cannot handle any kind of commitment, you can make a <laughs> once-off donation at our online store, Wine and Crime Podcast at BigCartel.com. If all of Amanda's former lovers, once <laughs> is enough. Honestly, if all of my former lovers gave us $1, we'd be like millionaires. Anyway, um, so thank you, Emily Gall, for having the gall to go to our website and make a donation. Golly gee, Emily Gall. That was Golly generous. Gee. Thank you, Colleen Marchlewski. Mm. Gave a $10 once-off donation. We're, we're marching straight into your arms for a consensual we're hug. straight to the bar for mozzarella sticks. Obviously. Uh, Lori Johnson giving us that $25 once-off. Lori, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Love it. As is Carly Montagna. Mmm. Like Carly Rae Jepsen for your $25 once off. Your last name is incredible. I hope I did it justice. Thank you You very much, Carly. But I love it. Whatever. And finally. Carol King? Literally Carol King. We can only assume this is the Carol King. We feel the earth move under our feet. feet. We feel the sky tumbling down. A A tumbling tumbling down. down. A tumbling down. A tumbling down. Uh, If you've made it this far, I'm sorry. Thank you for your $25 once off. And Carol wants to say, quote, my daughter Carly loves the podcast. She got me hooked and I loved seeing you in Philly. Hard same. See you when I freaking move there. We're going to have to be friends. so fun. Yep. And Carly's birthday was August 10th. So happy belated (gasps) birthday, Carly. You Leo queen, you. We love you. All right. Thanks to everyone. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. 
Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hey, this is Stephen Pacheco, the host of Trace Evidence, a weekly true crime podcast focused on unsolved murders and disappearances. Each week, I explore a different unsolved case and take a deep dive into the victim, the events leading up to the crime, every fact we know, every question we're left with, and then a breakdown of the most popular theories revolving around that case. Each Monday, a new episode comes out, and there are more than 80 episodes of mysterious and fascinating cases to catch up on, some you've heard, and many that you haven't. If you're drawn to deep examinations of some of the most mysterious cases, give Trace Evidence a listen. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcatchers. Visit trace-evidence.com for more information, and I hope you'll join me next week for another unsolved case on the next episode of Trace Evidence.